Every day, thousands of hackers try to steal your crypto. But Arculus uses air-gapped technology by forming a protective barrier that insulates you from hackers and secures your crypto. Order yours at GetArculus.com. Yo, yo. I go by the name of Pharrell from the Neptunes. And I just want to let y'all know I'm your pusher. The world is about to feel something that they never felt before. Come on. Ghetto to ghetto, the backyard to yard, I sell it with one whip, it's off the hard, I'm the neighborhood pusher, call me subwoofer, cause I pump bass like that jack, on the off the track, I'm heavy cuz, ball to your fathers, you can duck to the fatty gov, sorry my love, but I'm seeing through these eyes, what up, what up, what up, San Antonio, Corpus, Laredo, Austin, Del Rio, people up in Tyler, people up in Shad City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, you're tuned in here to the Thursday edition of Sports Brian, Calvin Casey, Jay, Sam Finn, the one and twos. We are broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. And this first segment is going to be presented by Way to Grow. Way to Grow is a full-service landscaping company that can handle all your residential and commercial needs. That is Way to Grow, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 736-9760. If you know what you want to talk about, it's open phone lines. Feel free to give us a call. Anything that's sports-related that you want to bring to the airwaves that we're not discussing, feel free to do that as well. We just ask you to be patient during the breaks and during the segments. What's up, man? Yeah, I'm ready. What's up, Sam? You ready? Yeah, not much. Uh, doing well, fellas. Uh, yeah, I can't see at all. Hmm. Yeah, so he's got his whole fade to black screens here. But um, anyway, <laughs> anyway, this is what we got today for there you on go. this Thursday as we get ready to close out. I got it. Um, as we get ready to close out the week here tomorrow, we've got uh, NFL. Another week gets up started tonight uh, between the Rams and the Patriots um, in L.A. So we'll definitely talk about that game. Um, also, we've got uh, basketball news as well, too. We've got a Harden update. We've got a couple other teams, I guess, now in the mix with the James Harden situation. Uh, we've got Mark Cuban uh, that's doing a favor for J.J. Barrera. Uh, that's definitely know, a favor. What I mean, what is it? Did they, he just sign him and then release him, a game, a new yeah. contract, then release him? Because I was thinking, well, yeah. like, if he did this, I wonder what this is with cap situation. You could do this, but I yeah, thought I was like, he probably just signed him and gave him two point six million and told him to peace out. Like, hey, here's your two point six. You've been loyal. I didn't realize how much time over you know he spent there. He's, he's been, been there, there forever. Yeah, he's been there forever. So he gave him two point six million. Keep in mind, Barrett did a lot in Puerto Rico. Remember when Trump was down there shooting jumpers with paper mm-hmm. towels? You know, Barrett was front line. Cuban loaned him the jet at that time to go give relief. So you know, it's not like. Um, it's for no reason. One's been loyal, never complained about riding the bench. I'm talking about the end of the end of the end of the bench. Then you're in Texas, so 2.6 goes a long way. Um, J.J. is supposed to try to play one more year somewhere else, so that's like a real favor. Like, I'm going to give you 2.6, and I know you're going to try and go play somewhere else. And then after this season, he's supposed to retire and try to go into coaching. So I know he called our river water, a river walk, a muddy, man-made, whatever. And he's a butt as far as competition-wise. But he still has a pretty good heart. I mean, give a guy $2.6 million just to walk away. It's, it's, that's a pretty nice gesture. 
That's that's not um that's not purchasing bottled waters on the side of the road. Hmm. Given a, given you know that's that's two point six million dollars to leave. Like well, here you go, dog. I got you. <laughs> Here's two point six. That's yeah. insane, man. Well, I think a guy like Mark, I mean, from where he's I know he got it, Rudy. What's up? Two point six million. Two point six million dollars to anybody is a lot of money. I don't care how much money you have. No, yeah, I'm just saying that. I think with Mark, he comes from that. You know how he accumulated his wealth. He came from a bunch of people around him believing in him and and working. That's for true. Free. I mean, there's those people that was there at the groundwork before he launched that streaming company. I mean, them people are multi multi millionaires now but i think that's mark's never forgotten where he's kind of come from and he's kind of living a dream being able to own his professional uh sports team so yeah that's on the heels of the whole you know reaching out to delante west you know taking care of him so, oh yeah, man i forgot yeah. all yeah, see, yeah. That I mean, one, he's I'm... done he's done that he's done um you know the employee situation right when the oh, covid that's hit right. So yeah, marks marks that i mean i think also he's done a lot of late maturing over the years as well too uh, but no, nah, yeah. Marcus I mean, I think you know, um, the Heat are doing pretty much the same thing with Udonis Haslam. Like Udonis is never, he's never gonna play. But Pat Riley just keeps like letting him, you know, collect direct deposits, setting up his kids' kids. You know what I mean? Udonis isn't gonna play. We remember you and I were both like, damn, why don't they just put him in the way they're getting dominated on the glass? Man. And I think Udonis is even coming back this coming up season, if I'm not mistaken. Udonis Haslam's coming back one more year, so he's like a player coach already. Hmm. Seven three six nine seven sixty. Also, uh, let's see. We got college football. Uh, Continued bowl games canceled. Uh, no, Brian. Let me know. Walking into the studio, I guess the UTSA game, and uh, is is canceled. Um, so we've got college rolling on, but we've got LSU. Uh, they're going under a self-imposed uh, ban. What's that about with the LSU? Uh, some of it has to do with Odell. They had some other boosters, so but the thing about it is they're three and five, so this self this self imposed bowl ban. How long is it? How long is it for? One year. So I'm guessing they could still miss next year because I don't think they're making a bowl this year. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they would have to serve it um, regardless. You know, yeah, they're gonna have to. It's one of those of you. If it's by the NCAA or it's 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 by self-imposed, if you put yourself, you've got to miss a bowl of eligibility that you're eligible for. So, no, they I don't think they're not going to get over on, you know, put it on themselves this year, then they would miss the bowl. But, yeah, it's not – it's been the – you know, the bad news continues for LSU. Um, I don't know if they sold or sold to the devil to win last year's national championship or to have Joe Burrow play the way he did. Uh, but it's kind of been a little bit downhill for uh, since then. Uh, for them based off of the way definitely this season's gone. They had a few people opt out because of COVID. They had a lot of kids uh, that contracted it even before we started the practice and stuff. So LSU has just been a bad year, uh, like for a lot of people, uh, but for LSU especially. So you have that going on. Uh, talked about a little bit of the uh, basketball front and also in NFL, uh, even before we get in, uh, tonight, we definitely got to talk about, uh, you know, Troy Aikman. I guess he's had some critics and comments, not which nothing. I was going to say. It wasn't anything, like, harsh. I think it's, it's night every, and it's day. What we, it's, he's, not, he's saying exactly what everyone else is saying. So it's not like it's like, ooh, one of the greatest Cowboys of all time threw the Cowboys under the bus. It's, he can't throw them any farther under the bus than they already are. 
Well, make no mistake about it. I think his day and night is a 180 between listening to him commentate and Tony Romo when a commentator cowboy game. I think Wait, for the last few years, that? because Tony, the, the Tony tiptoes, Tony's never going to be totally critical of them. Uh, not any time. This has gone on with Troy Aikman for probably the last six, seven years. I mean, it's gotten probably worse over the last couple of years, but it comes to a point to where, you know, you would almost want to think that you, if you're a diehard Dallas fan or you're, uh, you know, you're somebody in that organization, you would almost think that you would want them to pull Troy Aikman from doing Dallas games because Troy is, uh, Troy is not as critical of any other team um, that I listen to him, and I think they're the best tandem that does it right now. Um, to to criticize any other team like he does the Dallas Cowboys through a telecast. Hmm. Uh, he really lays into it. I mean, he goes he goes as far as where you could tell it's hard for him to find the positives. And when he does find a positive about Dallas, he'll try to go ahead and emphasize that because 80% of the broadcasts in the last probably five years, four years have been very critical. What did he say this time? Effort. Don't like the effort, just to look bad. You know, you come out, look okay, and then next thing you know, it's just when he brought up the same thing we talked about yesterday. When you're giving up 300 yards on the ground, that's that's some there's some effort in that. Now, Vanderesh did fall on the sword and say that touchdown was all on him as far as the uh, Lamar Jackson right up the middle. So yeah. he he takes he took some responsibility. Demarcus Ware pretty much the same thing. Demarcus Ware, I know he told. Um, Colin, he said, you know, when I was on the team, we were intimidating. People were scared of us. He goes, I don't know if they still have that now, but I was just wondering which team DeMarcus was talking about that teams were scared of, that they were just so much bigger than everybody. But Who was saying that? DeMarcus Ware. When they, when he said that they, when they were, they were intimidating, when he played with yeah. the team, they were. He said, we were just so much bigger than everybody and intimidating. I was like, oh. Well, maybe he's speaking of more of him. I mean, maybe he's speaking more of him in regards to because yeah. even you know Demarcus Ware, um, you know he even when he was with Dallas and some of those teams went good. Demarcus was definitely. I mean, he's our all-time sack leader. True. You know, I mean, Demarcus Ware's our all-time sack. Look, leader. of course you're gonna take up for you're gonna take up for Ware because he came and got a ring. Well, with no, Denver. I mean, well, they didn't take care of him right, so we had to send him out the right way. Uh, but no, Demarcus Ware, even before he got to Denver, I mean, he's their all-time sack leader. I think he's talking more about himself. Like, hey, when I was there, there, I mean, he's really need to be talking. I mean, honestly, he could have put the name of Demarcus yeah. Lawrence on there because yeah. when Demarcus Ware was there, even in the days Dallas had a bad time. DeMarcus Ware was getting it in, and uh, he's their all-time sack leader. Uh, Dallas fans didn't want him the last couple years of their, their career. I remember there. that. Uh, they thought he's washed up, and he went back with probably one of the best defensive minds and one of the best defenses of all time, and he got it in, and he got a ring. And I think excuse DeMarcus – huh? So excuse me? One of the yeah. what? One of the what? Did you say one of the best defenses of all time? Did yeah, you say that, that team he played on, that team oh. he won a Super Bowl with. Yeah, statistically, it's in that top three. There's only three in the discussion. Um, you know, oh, you talk wow. about the Ravens, 01 Ravens. You talk about the 85 Bears. You talk about that 16 Broncos team. Yeah. Well, then where's the Legion of Boom? I think Seattle uh, said I was there, but I think even Denver's statistics that year were better than that year Seattle won that Super Bowl. You know, you got to remember, Russell did make some plays that year. They, uh, the, the Legion of Boom wasn't on. They, they went on the level of those three teams Ooh. in a one year. 
They wasn't. Not, not historically. Interesting Not historically. I, I mean, I think when you look at I mean, we're not talking about game, Steel Curtain and those because no, we didn't see. I mean, we, 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 we were we too think, young. I, I think if you, if you look at Steel Curtain, if you want to bring them, I think that they, even if you look at the Ravens, if you look at the Bears, you look at the Broncos, I think the thing that separates the Steel Curtain from even those teams is because that Steel Curtain, they did that for like a three-year run, four-year run. They're Newton, Mean Joe Green, those guys, Lambert, those guys were together, I think, for like a three, four year. They were dominant. That 85 Bears, they were dominant that year. Next year, they were supposed to be Super Bowl favored. They still had decent stats, but it wasn't like that 85 run. Ravens, same thing, you know. Um, How, let's throw, you may, you, you, you piqued my interest. What about, um, cause you're a football historian. What about the run those Tampa teams had with Brooks and Barber nah, and Sapp? Nah. No. They very that was a really really good. They defense. were good defense man, but not. I mean, the, the thing Brooks and Sap and all those guys they really got their notoriety that year that they got over the hump. I mean, the year of the Super Bowl they had the years. Now those years Tony Dungy was there. Like I said, their biggest nemesis was that greatest show on turf, the Rams, and they would they would keep those games and hold that team to like twelve sixteen. But Tampa didn't have the offense to get over the hump, and that's why eventually they brought John Gruden in and Tony Dungy came to the side. But when okay. my and my opinion. Opinion, when you talk about the Tampa Bay defenses, where they were good, but I don't think you put those in the same category as, you know, the Ravens, the Bears, the 16 Broncos, and like I said, the Steelers, Steel Curtain. I think that they're in a category of their own because they did it over a period of time of three years before okay. they were dominant. And they collected rings too while doing it. 736 976. You listen to the sports grind. When we get back, we'll look at tonight's matchup between the Patriots and the Rams. We're broadcasting here for the Rounders Card. Club Studios will be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios, 736-9760. This next segment is going to be presented by Smoothie King at the Rim. Keep in mind, Smoothie King has a variety of different flavors to choose from, and make sure you try their immune builders as well. That is Smoothie King, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, so before we get into it, let's jump into it tonight. So we get another week. We're coming down to the home stretch. And uh, maybe what weeks ago might have looked at, like, uh, you know, a Thursday uh, night game of the Rams and um, the Patriots, not so sexy. But then you have the Patriots who have morphed into this power running team uh, and the defense has improved. And you mix that in with a forty-point beat-down shutout and against their the special Chargers teams, and the special teams. You can teams. tell that, like Belichick is like, okay, for whatever reason, I'm really limited offensively. My defense isn't, you know, it isn't the one of the best that I've had. So let me get in my special teams bag and make sure we're making plays on that side of the ball because we're going to need all the help because it is three phases to the game. And anytime you make a plays on special teams, I think they had a block punt, they had a kick, a punt return, and then they had another punt return almost. They almost had two punt returns. So it's just Belichick doing what people like you feel like he does best. Like That's figure, why he's the GOAT. Man. Yeah, figuring out what it is we need to do. We're not good here. We're not good there. Where can we make up some room? 
figuring out what Cam does best. Like, we're going to run the ball. We're going to be a this. It's almost like old school football that the Patriots See, are playing. So that's normally what he does is when he gets in a situation where they've not played well. I mean, during this whole run right. uh, with the Bilicek, he's gone and made the adjustments and figured it out when they've hit adversity and be able to morph into something else. And that's what we're going to find out if Bruce and Tom did that in the bye week. That's First what we, of all, that's, can we that's just what, stay on topic? No, but I'm just telling you, that's what... That's can we why stay this, on topic? No, that's what this is all about. <laughs> I mean, because when when you go, and that's the reason why we find out a Tampa coming off of a bye week, this is the time that we find out, Bruce, it's up to two guys on that team, Bruce and Tom, to figure it out. But back to the game tonight. Yes, that's why I think he is the GOAT. He's one of them, at least, without, regardless of Spygate and all this the, kind I of mean, stuff. I think we can say he's the GOAT. Uh, because at the end of the day, we'll nobody was really looking to have this team 6-5 and five and still in the hunt for the playoffs and really basically possibly not really eliminated yet from the division. I mean, because they've already not, got a Not all the no, way, no, no. No, because they've got a win against Miami in week one. So they've got that up on them. I don't. They. I don't think they've played again. I don't think. But they're up one zero. Their their fumble really from being up one zero on Buffalo. But they beat. They lost to Buffalo. They still got one more time to they're play six them. And six. And yes. Okay. Six and six. So 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 they've still got Buffalo wants to play. I believe they still got Miami left to play, and they've already beat the Jets and else there. So they're they're still in the hunt for the playoffs, but not totally out for that division. I doubt it that they're going to catch Buffalo. Uh, you know, Buffalo has an interesting game on uh, Sunday night with the Buff with the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's a big one. Uh, but tonight, I look at it. Their opponent in the Rams, who laid an egg a week prior to last week, and you saw them bounce back. Um, against Arizona, and I think really, um, you know, the thing that I think that really what tonight comes down for me is, is Josh McDaniels and Cam, what are they going to – they're going to have to get some plays out of the passing game because I think Rams' defense is a little – their front is playing very good. The, what what Jalen Ramsey yeah, and the guys in the this back. Rams team, Kyle, I, mean, I, I, know I know they're playing better, but this Rams team, yeah. they're a good football team. They have their hiccups like everybody else outside of Kansas City and Pittsburgh. But this isn't the same Patriots team from the Super Bowl, and I don't think this is the same Rams team. And I don't think it's the same Sean McVay. I think Sean McVay kind of wet the bed that night in that Super Bowl, you know, to go from that offense they had to only putting up, I don't know, what was it, like 10 points? It was mm. something crazy like that. So you, I don't think McVeigh is going to be um, starstruck again. No, how do you I, think this I, one goes? I, I just, I think the Rams make enough plays to to, to get it done. Um, you know, they're a slight favorite tonight, but I think the Rams kind of get it done. The what they're like? a four and a half favorite, uh, but I think they do get that done because I, I just feel like in order for New England to upset or pull the upset or improve to seven and six, they're going to have to. Uh, I don't think they can beat the Rams just running. Uh, they're going to have to make some pays in the pass game because the reason why I say that because I don't think Bill Belichick's defense is quite yet lights out to where they're going to be able to hold down uh, the Rams' offense for four quarters. Now they could probably make this a low-scoring game. Uh, it could be one a defensive because the Rams' defense is that good as well too. And I think New England and what um, what uh, you know Cam Newton is going to try to do and Josh McDaniels is I think they're going to try to slow the tempo of the game down. 
uh, offense. They're going to try to control the clock. They're going to try to be very methodical to keep the Rams offense off the field because the Rams in certain situations, they will go to that up tempo and no, no huddle. So I think that's the strategy. But at the end of the day, the Rams, uh, prevail, I believe. Um, so we've got that going on. Um, like I said, there is, you know, this weekend's matchups in the NFL. They're very, uh, they're very intriguing. It's got a, quite a few good, interesting matchups. Um, I know, um, um, you know, the thing of this weekend, you know, Jalen Hurts is going to get his start. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's going to get his start with Philly. You're saying that they had some veterans that were coming to his. Yeah. Event. Offensive lineman and, uh, Fletcher Cox both came to the line. Like, Cox was like, yo, that's my best friend. Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. We turned out in record numbers in November 2020, and we showed our power in Georgia. Now we have the chance to show up to the polls and make a difference again here in Virginia. There's so much on the line for our communities in the upcoming elections, but governor and other offices. Our votes have real power, so let's use that power to elect leaders who will look out for what matters to us. Rally your friends, everyone you know, to vote early until October 30th, or vote on Election Day, November 2nd. Pay for by the NAACP. And, you know, he's my best friend, and I, I, I ride with him. Ever since he was, got here as a rookie, I was riding with him. But he said, you know, but Hurts is the quarterback now, so you got to support him too. But, you know, as, as you would expect, I mean, a lot these guys have been through some games, some battles together, so mm-hmm. you were going to have some guys. I mean, this is a part of it. This is a part of the quarterback controversy. The locker room is put in a situation to where, you know, you have to, one, like, hey, I'm riding with my guy. I love Carson, but mm-hmm. – um, you know, Hurts is well, my guy. Well, it was guy. definitely, you know, it was Hertz def- is our guy right now. It was definitely a spark uh, when Hurts got in there. Uh, the team definitely responded, so it was definitely a spark on that. So I will say uh, that seven three six nine seven sixty. Also, one other point of football because I want to bring up the note too because I know we were talking about Troy Aikman's comments of the Dallas Cowboys and being critical. But I would also sit here and tell you that what? it is another turning point of the chapter um, and want to applaud the uh, the NFL, the front office, want to applaud, you know, the, the you really scheduling team. Say, you really want to really throw a parade no, for this. No, Go because, ahead. No, because I, I, I think it's I'm a turning point, and I think this is, if you're a Dallas fan, you should be excited a little bit about this uh, because I think, for one, the embarrassment of it and, and really where we're turning the page in regards to uh, a Dallas and a San Francisco 49er game getting flexed out. Don't, no but the 49ers have a hand in this no, too, Calvin. No, Don't just put this no, on the Cowboys. No, this is no, no, we're not. They 49ers have no hand in this whatsoever. What? No, they don't. Because at the end of the wow, day, at the end of the day, go, at the end of the day, the Dallas Cowboys get scheduled four to five wow, primetime games regardless of their record and what the league just told the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones and the 49ers and all them, not, no I'm not going to because Dallas is so strong that Dallas doesn't if Dallas is at the party that makes the party 
I don't care if they're playing the, the Cleveland 49ers. No, are a man, historic no, franchise, it doesn't Cal. matter. If Dallas wasn't struggling, that if, if 49ers got Mullins going to this game and they've got no no Bosa, they got all that kind of stuff, and they lost two yeah, or three, yeah. and Dallas is still Dallas, they ain't getting flexed out of this damn game just because it's the 49ers. This is Dallas. This has nothing to do with the 49ers. It's, it's a combination. No, it's, it's not, gumbo. Rudy. No, it's, it's not. Gumbo. No, because the, no, hey, let me tell you, no. I, I could flip that, Cal. No. Let me flip that on you. No. Let's say Dallas is no. who they are. They, no. Right now, Dallas is 3-9, and nine, and San Francisco is 9-3. No. It's still no. not flexed. No, no. It's, it's still no. not flexed. The point is, is that no matter what the records are, Dallas never gets flexed. I can't buy that from a, from a time where they can. Like I told Man. you, they're going to finish maybe with four wins this season. And they're possibly we'll going to still have we'll four games in prime time. This is a message sent. We're, and if you're Dallas fans, it's embarrassing, but you should be happy because it's a message sent to Jerry Jones we'll and Steven. See. Get your ass out of here. <laughs> it's, you just can't go. You're not going to go along with this just bad no. product. Get out. We're not doing this. 736-9760. You listen to the sports grind. <laughs> we'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760. Broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. This next segment is going to be presented by Double Day's Pizza. Keep in mind, their newest location is located at Alamo Ranch. They still have their Leon Springs location. That's Double Day's Pizza, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right. What's up? with we having a Post Malone today. What thing is that? No, I'm just saying, is that to the birthday? It's like second post Malone, I thought. No, he had some Crocs drop over the weekend. They're only sixty bucks, but they're reselling for two twenty. You know I'm why big, I know that? I'm not a big fan of his. Post no. Malone got the formula. He makes hit records. Like they I'm not a huge fan, but he got the formula for hit records. Yeah, to stick to the one that basically you let out those hit because the rest of them all sound alike for the most part. But anyway. No, so yeah, that's a, that's that's an embarrassing, but it could be an encouraging thing. But you're fired. Get out of here. Get out of here. Kick. No, I'm not going to let you change no, no, let me. Okay, Sorry. are you done? So Sorry. Can I think? Yeah. Sorry. Else to so say. check this out. The reason why I know it's also this is gumbo. This is a pot of this is a pot of bad gumbo. This is somebody that shouldn't be making gumbo, trying to make the gumbo for New Year's. But it's a pot of it because on the other hand, Cal. If San Fran is nine and three, this game isn't flexed. So I could you saying like, well, if Dallas is nine and three, this game ain't flexed. I could say the same. If San Fran is nine and three and I, Dallas I is three and nine, that. this game no, is not flexed. I, the reason why I say I don't know about that because you have the Cleveland, you have a big Cleveland game that weekend. I forgot the one that they're flexing into the primetime game. The point of the the moral of the story is Dallas never gets Dallas doesn't get flexed for anything. If if it shows you how bad, like say, if there's no Dak Prescott, it's no Zeke, right? Uh, and Dallas is still playing. Let's say they're around 500 in this division races. They're staying decent ball, but they don't have enough. Dallas is quote unquote American team. They draw big numbers. They're gonna put them there. This is more of a sign of like, look, y'all are bad. Y'all are a bad football so is team. San Rudy, San Fran just played in a primetime. I mean, they've had primetime games that they played. I'm telling you that no, Dallas, I don't care who Dallas, if Dallas is playing somebody that's 2 and 14, and there's a, due to the fact that numbers draw for the Cowboys, they don't get flexed for nothing. 
This is on Dallas okay. because of the way they're playing. Like, like this is, I mean, I don't care I do if think Dak's it's both. Not there. I think if you want to go 60-40, I'll go 60 40. I, I know, but we're not man. going 90 10, no, Cal. We're not. I mean, what first is the of all, what are we even record? What is the 49ers record? Below 500. For, for, uh, 49ers were just basically, they're in the NFC West and in the thick of, they were like one or two games. They, they are just below, lost. They're below 500. They just Cal. dropped below 500. They're just like, what, five and seven? What are they? Like a game or two they're five below five? Five and seven. Okay. Five and seven. And they just played a prompter. They're not two. They don't have, they're not the Jets. They're not Jacksonville. This is Dallas, man. This is the fact that this is y'all look y'all look, like what I know Troy you want to throw a parade for this because no. this is the first time I, in history. First of but all, still, Dallas no. fans need to be excited because this Why? is the message that needs to be sent to Jerry Jones from the league. Like, look, you're not just going to get these primetime games, even though you're American team. You got to put a good product out there. You got to win. The you only- gotta not look disinterested and dis that look at this is on the the reason why I know this is on Dallas because this is on the heels of having America. Look, sit at Thanksgiving and watch that. <laughs> this is no coincidence, man. But look, I know this, you're trying to be soft. No, I don't got to be soft for this, Dallas this is, for what? This, this is on Dallas, man. Look, this is not no. Okay. First of all, I don't have a problem with it because I'm I, I'm I'm tired of over the years hearing about it. Even okay, though they suck, even though they suck, the, the thing the Cowboy fan will run to, where y'all are all watching and we're thank still you. in prime time. Like I don't have a problem with it, but I'm saying the 49ers are at fault as well. I mean, Rudy, if you want to go there, if you want to look for a silver lining in it, that's fine. I just told you, they played a national televised game on Thanksgiving that got embarrassed. After the primetime in Baltimore game that was scheduled that night, just pretty much got canceled. So pretty much we got two crap cards on Thanksgiving. Detroit and Houston's game, which was kind of lopsided, and then Dallas just a beatdown for Washington. What I'm telling you is that, and and possibly what could prove even this segment of December 10th true is when we get down the road and we release schedule and all of a sudden, you know what? They don't have that guaranteed four primetime games coming off a season. Maybe it's only two. Maybe it's on three. I'm just telling you it's the start of something. And, and, I, and I guarantee you there's other GMs, there's other owners in the league that are sitting there applauding the NFL. But like, look, I mean, because yeah. it's not fair. We've been in the dweller for a while. This team ain't want a playoff game in 20 years, but they get four-time primetime games. That's more money for ads that you can sell for your local advertisers for teams. They don't get those luxuries so just because of the who Cowboys. Did they move to the seven? Uh, to the I, think, I think I want to say it's a Cleveland who? matchup. Browns, oh. Giants. Who? Browns, Giants. Browns, Giants. Cleveland Giants replaced the Thank Cowboys. You. Oh, so that just proved my way. point. How? That just proved my point. How? Because the Giants suck, but you're playing a good team. Well, Giants are in a playoff. Well, right? the they're Giants tied don't the suck. First. Giants don't suck. They're tied for first Giants place. Giants don't suck, but they're not. They're below 500. They're tied for first place. That's a playoff game. Cleveland's going to be playing for a wild card, possibly still to catch Pittsburgh. If Pittsburgh studs their toe against Buffalo Sunday night, this sets up a mega matchup in Week 17 between Cleveland who? Buffalo Sunday night. Oh yeah, Cleveland wins this week. All of a sudden, now there's a tie in the North, and then also you got a mega Week 17 matchup staring at you between Cleveland and Pittsburgh for the division for the end of North Crown, AFC North Crown. No man, this is on. This is the times of changing. For the Cowboys. And then when we look at the schedule, if they get less than four primetime games next year, then I'll know that this was a starter, so, which I believe it is anyway. And it's good. I mean, some Dallas fans should say good because this is also what, as you say, you've heard it and we've heard it from Dallas. Oh, it don't matter. We still, we still primetime. We still get 30 million people view. Well, also right. at the same time, you got some diehard Cowboy fans that's like, look, 
We can't fix the team. Jerry ain't going to do nothing because at the end of the day, we, 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 we're we America's team. We're going to sell out. We're going to get four primetime games. People still going to watch. Now, what are you going to do? Now, what that. are you going to do when Cowboys 49ers at 3 o'clock outrates Cleveland Giants on Sunday night? Because that's going to happen. Don't matter. It's still the principle. Y'all wasn't in primetime. So that, I'm not going to sit there and that's not going to outrate them. So was it the right? Was well, it the right flex? I mean, we can go back and look at the history and say how many teams that got flexed out, but their game drew more game than whoever they flexed in. I don't know. I don't know. Because you got a lot of Dallas fans, I think, outside of this radius, the 400-mile radius, that's up in the north, that's on the west coast, that are Dallas fans that I think they've punted on the season already anyway. Now, in this region, in the south, down to Dallas, the Houston, and San Antonio Dallas fans, that's one thing. But I think the massive Dallas fans across, they probably punted on the season anyway. They probably put it on the season anyway. So you might be right. It still might outrate that night game. But the problem is this is the first time in a very long time, probably since they put the flex in, I would say, better bet you a dollar to a donut, you might be able to count on two fingers or not maybe one if Dallas, since they've implemented that flex, has ever been flexed out of a Sunday game. And remember. I'm willing to say that they probably remember. never have. I can't they've remember. Never if have. they have, I can't remember. They've never have. I don't think so. I mean, Sam can fat check me on that, but – I'd be surprised to see if that's the case, but this is the times of changing, man. Punt, get out. You know, it's it's, it's time to get so the what, liquor. You want to you you want to you want to line up the cars and go honking? You that happy no, about I'm this? No, I'm not happy. It's it's a milestone for the National Football League, and what would that basically just how other teams get treated when they become mediocrity? A team that basically just won a Super Bowl four years ago told to kick rocks because you're going to put out a wide receiver as a quarterback. Not everybody gets treated the same, and they've got more playoff wins recently and more championships than the Dallas Cowboys. And it, and it ain't just radio guy or you know trying to troll. What if this is GM? and owners feel this way. There was phone calls made today. Trust me, say, hey, you see that? You see that? Jerry ain't too happy about that. He ain't happy about that. Of course he's not. I guarantee you he's not. He made some calls. I'm sure he called some people. And I I think the pressure over years of owners behind clothes, like, yo, what the cow, this is this. They play every home game at Thanksgiving. They've done that. They the, the four guaranteed prime games. Those prime time games are extra revenue for advertisers and local advertisers on feeds for local teams. And Dallas is guaranteed to get four when they don't even really need that help in the advertise because they've got different deals on national level. You know, it's about a quality. That's twenty twenty, right? It's about a quality. It's <laughs> different now. This buy. is the quality. They're coming down to that's some equality. The, that's the music. Yeah. That's yeah. the music, Mr. Equality. Seven, three, I need six, that same energy for nine, the women. 760. You listen <laughs> to the sports crowd. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760, broadcasting here for the Rounders Car Club Studios. This next segment is going to be presented by First Serve Tennis. Keep in mind, First Serve Tennis, they've been serving San Antonio for over 25 years. They have all the name brand in apparel and in rackets, and they offer the same-day professional racket restringing and repair. You can shop online or go in person. That is First Serve Tennis, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Um. All right, so continuing on uh, from that, so that's my take on that. We'll see, but definitely landmark and landmark their opportunity. Uh, but let's switch gears back to a little bit of basketball as we get into a James Harden update. I guess we've got some other teams that have merged on the list of his um, 
okaying a trade to, and what are we hearing in that? And James, he's added. Name. I mean, of course, there was Philly in the Nets, but now he's added Miami and the Bucks to that list. I guess you know um, things aren't moving as smooth with the Nets and Philly because I mean, Houston is going to ask for the farm. So I guess you have to widen your range of teams that you'll be willing to be traded to when um, when things aren't going that smoothly. I know Kevin Durant came out and said, and he has to say that because he's dealing with someone just as sensitive as him and Kyrie Irving. He, Kevin Durant said, I ain't thought about James Harden at all. He's not on my team, and I'm not on his team. I'm a Brooklyn Net. I'm focused on the Brooklyn Nets. But um, thing about the Bucks, you know, Budenholzer is over there. I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't know. I, I just don't know where James Harden fits. I don't know where he fits. I don't know for another superstar to play alongside of him. I say you don't. It's not Superman and Batman when you're playing with him, which is what I thought Russell would be, which is what I would thought CP3 would be. When you play with James Harden, you're automatically Robin. It's Batman and you're Robin because you're going to sit. Because, I mean, for in order for him to – you know, be successful. He needs the ball in his hands and he needs to play pick and roll in the entire 48 minutes. So yeah. I don't know. Considering Miami just made it to the finals, they have great team chemistry. Does Pat, I mean, Pat Riley is the first, you know, one of the first people to do one of these super teams. So for somebody willing to riverboat, riverboat Ron, like you call him, Cal, if somebody willing to roll the dice, it may be Pat Riley. And we kind of saw that Jimmy still needed some help. Like, as good as Miami was and as fun as they were to watch, he could use somebody else, but it's James Harden that's somebody else. Well, I will tell you this. It would probably, in my opinion, it would be a better opportunity to be successful in Miami than it would with Milwaukee. Because I think yeah, the, the Bucks. because I think you go to McMullen. Look, um, you know, the jury's out on Budenholzer in regards to this particular. Really? Yeah. I mean, he's he's the jury's out on him in regards to is he the right coach to be able to make adjustments and change to get this Giannis led team over the hump and his style of that he's implementing. Um, so to put a Harding with the Bucks, James Harden and Bucks, where well, they're basically, I think, trying to still find their identity of what's going to happen or how they're going to make this happen to get over the hump. Because and and I think if you add James Harden to that mix, that kind of clouds that situation over there. Because I don't really trust Budenholzer too much. I don't trust you know really Giannis's style or what they're trying to do. And really, I've seen a couple years of Milwaukee now. Now you take James Harden in Miami. I think automatically you're coming in, and automatically James is coming in with his ears up of what he's got to do to adapt to Miami because there is a two-time champion head coach and Coach Bolstra. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, there's a um, does they supposed to have two or there's three? They got two. Okay, they so two Fultra's two. got two. There's Pat Riley in the front office. There's 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 a a a a, a alpha figure in that locker room and Jimmy uh, Butler. The fact that they came off of making a run to the uh, NBA Finals unexpected. There's just stuff right there that I think that the if he if he goes to Miami, now the only thing that I would basically be concerned with James Harden in Miami is basically the nightlife in Miami. If, if, <laughs> if he can handle if he can handle cuz Miami there's certain markets that will swallow guys up. 
that they just can't hang in there. There's too much distraction when you got all that money in that. And that's the th- I would be more concerned with that with James and Miami really? than I am on the court. But Milwaukee, uh, that's too risky. Of, I don't know if that – but to Miami, if they can pull it off, that's that. I just don't know what has Miami got in assets of Pat Riley. What are they going to do in regards to making it even enticing to Houston? Because Houston just don't want to give them away. And that's another thing. Like if, Even if we're talking Milwaukee – like Milwaukee's gonna have to come off a lot if I'm Houston in regards to that. Milwaukee have to pretty much give their whole team up. You're gonna be talking about Drew Holiday. You're gonna be you talking about. You're gonna be talking about a lot of guys that Milwaukee would have to come off of, and the, and the same for the Heat. But that would be that side star. And the, the only reason why I'm leaning toward Milwaukee is because Giannis doesn't. Giannis plays fully off the ball unless he gets a rebound and goes coast to coast. Like Giannis is used to playing off the ball. That would be the first guy he's played with outside of Dwight Howard. And that I'm plays telling off you right now, if I'm Houston, and let's just say these reports are true, and I, and I, you know Miami Pat Riley's picking up the phone to me, say, "Hey Pat, a lot of respect for you, man. Love the way you dress them suits. Still looking good for your age. Looks great." But if Tyler Hero ain't in this call, we can hang up of right course. now. Of course. That's what I'm saying. You're going to get the Tyler Hero, maybe even Duncan Robinson. You're going to have to come off a lot. You're going to come off all those pieces. And if that I'm got Miami, you if I'm Miami, I, I don't understand that's James Harden. <clears throat> but you don't have a team that's that that basically you feel like, man, the window's closed and we just won superstar to get over. That's not really Miami. I don't know if I'm willing to break up my – I don't know if I'm willing to ship off a young Tyler Hero – and and the other cat to sit there, even for James Harden, the fact that is it going to work? Is he going to be able to handle this lifestyle? Not everybody can play at South Beach, man. You know, D Wade's a special type of cat mentally. I think LeBron and he got is too. There, he got it out of his system. Mm-hmm. So no, I don't know about that, but I I still think that 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 Seventy Sixers are going to. Uh, I they, mean, Maury's the, up there. It makes sense, but I, I just think Houston. I think this is going to get dragged out a minute. I really do. I just don't see. You got a rookie head coach at Houston, and this is a business of big. Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Is your heating system ready for colder weather? An annual heating system tune-up from McCarthy Services will help make sure your system is working properly and efficiently to keep you warm and save money on your heating costs. Schedule your annual heating system tune-up today with McCarthy Services for only $29. That's right, only $29. But do it fast. This outstanding special ends soon. Call 866-838-1432 for details. License number 2705-142-9478. McCarthyHomeservices.com business decision and i just don't see houston rushing basically for all the things you said this week like man they went over backwards for Look, him it's come they down gave to three con- if that's Giannis sees this today and he calls boot knows he calls the gym and he calls the owner and he says i want james harden then they're, they're gonna make it happen because the bucks are in a sticky situation because they're on the verge of possibly losing him in the next year or so so it comes down to if Giannis wants to play with james harden they're going to have to find a way to at least – they're going to have to at least show him that they put forth okay, every right. effort to I make that I agree with that. Happen. I agree with you on that. But I'm he, not saying that's going to happen. I'm not saying he's going to no, do that. But if I he know does, what you're saying. He's I, in the driver's seat. I agree with you on that, but that don't mean Houston got to do it. 
No, absolutely no. That's, but that's what I'm saying. The Bucks have to show, like, hey, we tried. Like, look, we made all these phone calls. We tried to get them. Houston was asking too well, much. That and we I agree. Yeah, but that, that if Giannis wants them, they got to try to pull it off. I'm steady preacher, man. Houston, oh, that's just the music. hang tight for a while, man. Somebody's got to fall on the sword. Somebody's got to stop the buck, the trend with these guys. 736-976, you listen to the sports crowd. Seven three six nine seven sixty broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. Um, yeah, that's I, I think that's my that's my take on that in regards to which one, whether it be for the Bucks or you know or the Seventy Sixers. But um, I think I, it comes down to those two. I, I I mean, I'm not I don't want to count the Nets and the Heat out, but it's just. It just seems like those two teams are kind of like where they are, and I'm sure they like where they are. The Bucks, that that's really interesting because of Giannis, because you don't want to lose Giannis. Like, because chances are with this team, as much as I like this team with adding Drew Holiday, I still don't think this is a team that's going to get him a title. I don't even know if this is a team that gets him out of the East, let alone beat whoever comes out of the West. So, um, I think it comes down to the Bucks and the Sixers because they're farther away than those other two teams. What's up, Sam? What would you if you were a team like Cleveland who has no potential of bringing in a free agent and with Harden with two years remaining on his deal, would you be tempted to make a run at him? I'd give if I'm Cleveland or a team like in that. Yeah, position, no, no. If I'm Cleveland, I would give them. I would give Houston a percentage of the Cavaliers. To get James Harden. Exactly. And see, that's that's why I like the, every conversation I've heard about Harden so far is basically about these are the contenders he wants to go to. See, does he have a no trade clause? No. See, that's so why are we exactly. why so why is Houston catering to him? Like, because it's the be, NBA. You could be like do. the Spurs and send him to Toronto. Right. And that's kind of at the end of the day, that's what I kind of expect. It wouldn't surprise me if he ends up in some Rust Belt Midwest city for two more years and then goes wherever he wants in free agency. Right. I can see that. I mean, hey, that's not off the table. Depending, I don't, on. I don't, I, I don't. I, I, I can I see Chicago coming to the table. Chicago has a not a lot of nice pieces that could, you know, appease Houston with some first round picks coming up, and that's a city where you could possibly get him to show up and actually play. So, you know, I, hear, I, I, I hear you, Sam, on that. That's a, that's a great I, point. I hear Sam too, and I hear y'all. But uh, wake me up, and I believe it when I see it. They did I mean, it to Kawhi. That Kawhi, you know why? Because, it, first of all, because it, it got personal. And I don't think James' this situation, I don't think so, not yet. I, I don't think so. And and Houston has been through this as, a, as an organization and as a, as, as a city, even a franchise. They've been through this before. This was this this Kawhi situation with the Spurs was the first time that this franchise ever had to do anything like that on the scale. And I think it got personal. And that's why I think if if any I, until I see a a superstar put themselves in this position, 
uh, and not get sent to where they want to go, or where they told their agent, hey, here's the list, and I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. I hear you and Sam, but I feel like either they're going to make him wait it out and play this season or show up and play and at least ride out this season. Maybe we'll maybe we'll trade you in the offseason. But, you know, under this new coach, we're going to give it a year and we're not, we're not doing anything. Or they're going to trade him to Brooklyn, 76ers, Milwaukee, the Heat. But why would they do that if they could get a better package from one of these teams exactly. that has way better draft picks and young younger building? I agree with because that. because I feel that behind closed doors sometimes it don't maybe doesn't even the woes of the world don't get is because I think James has and I think this is only speaking where I think the NBA is right now because James telling his agent tell him I'm not playing there I'm not going to show up and they listen to it and they buy down they buy to it. But, I mean, you might be right, Sam. I mean, it might be one of those situations that a team that's not on the radar, this would go. But I think ultimately, this is, I guess this is what I'm saying. If that scenario plays out, kind of what you're saying, there's a team out there, a Mr. Team, that just has a way better package for Houston, I think they would still handle it. At the end of the day, James, this is what we got that helps us or whatever. Would you, they would still have no, no, to convince I'm, James to go along I'm, with that. I'm leaning towards Sam on this, and I smell a Kawhi situation coming up. Yeah, the one thing, I don't okay. th- um, who knows, but go ahead, Sam. Well, the one thing Cal said that I think is really the most realistic outcome is Houston forces his hand. I think they're going to force him yeah. to show up and play under contract and be it because they still think, I mean, with the additions they made, they still think they're a playoff team if he comes back and plays in that rotation. Right. I, so, I mean, I, I expect them to force his hand and worst case scenario, something gets done at the deadline. Yeah, I kind of leave. I, that's what I'm wanting them to do. I'm wanting them to force James's hand because it's for the betterment and the sake of the league and the NBA. And like I said the other day, that the NBA players, unlike the NFL players, unlike MLB players, the NBA players have gotten what they wanted and had these owners give them what they want, especially this last year. They didn't want to even sniff about talking about coming back to the bubble. That was scratched. They weren't going to do this new season on the bubble. They wanted to get. Well, they, they wanted of the go, sport athlete winning. No, I'm not tired of the sport athlete winning because I think they do need to deserve what they got coming from. But the NBA, the players, if you give them an inch, they taking miles. <laughs> They're taking miles, man. It's like they want. They look what they they delete the owners said, y'all want more. Y'all want the arenas open and voting pools. Okay, fine. Y'all went in and walked out, say we protested. This is what we're going to do in the middle of play. Okay, this and that. Adam Silva and the owners, whether you got owners that are sitting there mad as hell, like we got to do something about it, but they're still going along with it. This Somebody's got to make a stick because it's not going to stop. And the, and the small market teams like this silver and black team down here in the San Antonio Spurs, they have no chance in hell to compete at this to compete with this. And that's the reality with, oh, gotcha. with 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 that because who's to say it? I mean, it's and and what the if you want to bring up the Kawhi thing, what the Kawhi thing showed this city and showed this franchise, we're not immune to it. Sean Elliott said, I thought Sean had the best quote going through that whole ordeal when Sean Elliott oh, said, "Hey, we've been immune here, yeah. to this for twenty. The NBA's finally come home to the Spurs." So who's to say we don't know? I mean, that could be the kid from Florida State. That could be Keldon Johnson. That could be whoever the next buddy want to be like, you know what, man, dude, there's just not enough opportunities from here. I want to go ahead and go. And they're they're starting, what are we going to do at that time? Buy down, just like whether it's Pop still here, whatever. And that's what I'm saying for the betterment of the league, somebody's going to have to fall on the sword and make one of these guys. And James is the perfect guy to do it to. He's, he's a perfect guy because he's not quite a champion yet. He doesn't claim, no, but he's got MVPs. He's got, you know, scoring titles, all that. But at the end of the day, he's got enough clout on a superstar where they can sit there and say, hey, you see this? We made Jay. And then maybe the next guy 
thinks twice a little bit with the, a little bit about that. You know, Milwaukee got to look long and hard at this because of Giannis. That I agree because, with. Um, if he walks, oof, another team you don't have to pay attention to for the next 10, 15 years. And that's why it's important, I think, for, you know, even a situation like James to sit there and say that's the that's the damaging ramifications from what these players are doing. And all they're really wanting to do is go there like this era and this generation and the James Harden generation and the, you know, Anthony Davis, generation, all that. All it is about is they look and they see TV and they see how the way Charles Barkley is poked fun and how he's made fun of by Shaq and Kenny. And they see all that. So this generation is all about playing with their boys and try to get a ring. And we're because if you want to be technically about it, there's a lot of NBA players that just let's be real about it. There, and this ain't just LeBron James. This ain't Kawhi. There's a lot of superstar players who feel that they are better equipped to assemble a team than a GM is in the league. That's why they. That maybe not that, numbers wise, but like putting players together. Right. Absolutely. That, that's absolutely. why they feel like, look, my talents are what my strengths. I know this guy. I work out with him in the summer. I do this. My talents are what I do off the ball. What a troll. I can work with him. Let me do that. Another GM might not be thinking that to do it. And these guys have shown they've got the power to go in and do it. And that's just the deal. So I, I kind of hoping that Sam's right. What I feel like they kind of drag this out at least to the thing, but. At the end of the day, if it's a left field team because they're a better package, we're going to give you two, three ones. We're going to give you that. At the end of the day, I believe James Harden. If he's got the stones to sit there and drop them and tell Houston he ain't showing up, he want to be traded after everything they've done, he's got the stones to drop them and tell Houston out of the team, I'm not showing up there. He ain't, he ain't going to lose his Adidas money. He ain't going to lose all that. Like, James got that kind of money in the bank. Right. Not more, not even every other NBA player could pull that off. But James can sit there and say, right, I'm not going there. You traded to me. And nobody wants that PR nightmare on their hands. Nobody want to get exposed to like, damn, he didn't want to come play here. Houston doesn't want to get in that part. But I think Sam's right. I hope he says right that it kind of drags out and they kind of make him wait on it a little bit. 736-9760. What else we got here uh, NBA related? So, like I said, tomorrow. But I'm like, damn, James, you chose four Eastern Conference teams. Are y'all really, y'all scared of Braun? Where y'all running to? KD ran to the East. Harden up four teams. He got four teams on his list, and all of them are in the Eastern Conference. Ain't nobody in the West you want to play with, James? You running scared? You ain't put the Clippers on there? You ain't put Denver on there? He ain't fitting Denver. No, I don't I'm think just he saying, the like, damn. Speaking of the Clippers, Paul, oh, Paul George got a contract extension? $45 million per season to, for being mediocre. Now, I did the math. He lives in Cali. Probably be taking home about twenty nine million, if that. So yeah, it's forty five. But Uncle Sam's taking a lot of that. So he probably be making I, about twenty. I just don't understand it. I don't understand for what. I, I really don't stand for the you know the extension for what. Um, you know, especially getting rewarded coming off a of playoff disappointment in that. Speaking of that, did you see? Uh, did you see Doc Rivers' comments back to? Paul George. I say, hey, he said Tyron Lewis sitting right next to me. It ain't going to change much. And I don't blame Doc Rivers. Like, first of all, you cheated on my daughter. I let you make it. Okay? <laughs> you're not going to you're not gonna throw my coaching under the bus. All right? I already let you make it on cheating on my daughter. Like, relax. Stop it. 
Hmm. Yeah, he said, yeah, Tyrone Lewis sitting right there next to me. You see, and a guy, and that's Steve Ballman. I mean, he's a, he's another guy that's living a fantasy like Mark Cuban. He's got a bunch of money that's playing real-life fantasy basketball. But I just don't understand the logic, and that's Lawrence, Lawrence Frank up there. Lawrence Frank, excuse me. I think it award Paul George with extension for why. I mean, you're in, first of all, he's back home playing in his hometown. He don't want to leave. He ain't going to leave. He don't want to leave. Like, make him go out and earn it a little bit more. Make him go out and show that you can get to the final, that you can dethrone, you can help Kawhi to dethrone LeBron James and Anthony Davis. I don't get that, man. I, I mean, it is. Trey, with- I was just as shocked as you, Cal. I have no idea why they did it. I mean, I really, that that's that's kind of a head-scratcher there. Like, one of those that's before. I, I, I guess it also helps if you want to end up moving them. Want to end up moving because if he's on a one year deal, you move him somewhere. That team would be like, "Oh man, he's going to leave us in a year." Well, um, maybe you trade Paul George for James Harden. James Harden, Kawhi. Does that work? No. He passed the ball think, too long. Yeah, I don't, I don't know so. who. I don't know who. I don't know. Like, there's just some guys that are really, really, really good basketball players that just won't win. Everybody's not going to win. I don't know if James Harden ever wins, and I love watching James Harden play. I don't think his championship um, – I don't think it's his, the, that style can win a title. I mean, even though they were up 3-2 on Golden State, the only team to push Golden State when they were fully, when they were full, fully healthy. But, but you got to say, but, you know, you got to think, you can't – it's not fair to pin James to that style. That's really because Mike D'Antoni's style. I think James is good enough a player that if you put him in a different set, because if you go back to, like I said, the late Kobe So, Bryant, what, do you think he's going to go somewhere else and step, start playing somewhere different? I think there's not necessary. He can still play a little bit different in regards to, I mean, he was in Oklahoma those years. I mean, he wasn't the player he is now, but he didn't play like that in Oklahoma. I don't think he, I think that was more of what Dean Tony had the vision of what he had with Steve Nash, and he was letting James Harden mm-hmm. take it to the next level. So I don't think it's fair to label James Harden like, well, that style don't want to talk. I think because like the late Kobe Bryant said, it was more of the style of, Mike D'Antoni in that system. I think James Harden, if James Harden is who he is, who we think he is, James Harden is good enough to go. If he goes to, whether it work or not, if he goes to a Clipper or go to a Milwaukee or Brooklyn, he's going to adapt his game. It's not going to be, it's still going to be James Harden, but it's not going to be that type of system yeah. uh, per se. But we'll see what happens. 736-976, you listen to the Sports Crowd. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760. Broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. Don't forget, golf simulators, they got two of them out there. If you mention the grind, you buy one hour, you get the next one free. That's going to go all the way till December the 15th. Just mention the word grind. Uh, keep in mind that's out at Rounders Car Club, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Um, also, this next segment here is going to be presented by Texas Chair Liquor. It has three locations serving the far west side of San Antonio, Bear County, Texas. Texas, Texas Chair Liquor is be located at 604 in Petrenko at 211. And the newest location is now open at 90 in Montgomery Road outside Lucky Ranch. If you like them on Facebook, you'll stay up to date on specials and tastings. That is Texas Chair Liquor, official sponsor of the Sports Cry. 
All right. Speaking of the NBA, uh, they had the top fifty. I guess Eastman did a top fifty NBA list. Yeah, um, I don't. Now, just yesterday, you said you didn't take. I much don't. I, I don't. I don't. Especially, you know, when you're putting people on the list that are still playing, versus you know George Mikan's on here. <laughs> Stockton, you got guys that's been retired forever that's on here, and then you got guys like Giannis already on here, and guys like Steph Curry already on here. Like, I. <sighs> It's so many discrepancies. That's what it, it's so many discrepancies. I had to bring it up. You know, it's, it's not discrepancies. It's so many like head scratchers. That's the word. So many head scratchers. I had to bring it up. Like Steph already at number 13 of all time. Again, keep in mind, this is a man made list from ESPN people. So the Jesus didn't make this list, but. I think that has I a mean, lot to do. I think that has a lot to do with um you guys that, that has a that has ahead. a lot to do I think with him being one of the best shooters of all time. You already have Kawhi at 25. He plays 13 games a season. The biggest up, argu- the biggest argument for Steph would be he's the first a game changer well, or what? And he's the first unanimous MVP in in league history. He's the first guy that he was. He was. He was that. He was. I don't have to. I don't have. I don't have that much problems with him being. I kind of get it, but I don't have. I don't think that's outrageous. What else stood out? What else stood out for you? Um, we got Bird in front of Timmy D. Bird played with a thousand Hall of Famers. Okay, say that again. Say that you one. You got Bird at seven and Tim Duncan at eight. I I would I would have Tim ahead of Larry Bird and Wilt Chamberlain. I would have to. I won't put people. You know, Bill Russell won eleven titles, so Bill Russell's always going to be top five because of that. But I would have Tim right there. You know, with Magic behind Magic at five or six. Love Wilt, love Larry. It's just like, wow. Shaq is at 10. I don't know if that's too low. Kevin Durant. I have a problem with Kevin Durant being behind Kev, uh, Steph, Cur- Steph Curry. He's one spot behind him, but I have a problem with that. Cause, and, and, and these couple years going forward, and I put that on the docket too, Steph's job and Steph's life is going to get a lot harder. We'll see. We'll see if his ranking falls over these next couple years. I got my eye firmly on Steph. Got your own brand. People like Calvin feel like you're one of the greatest of all time, so we're gonna find out. He's the greatest shooter, one of the shooter of all time. I never, I never put Steph. I don't know when you say greatest of all time, that's a lot, but I think without a doubt, he's probably one of the greatest shooters ever the NBA seen. But uh, and I think also with his rank, he changed the game. I mean, without Steph Curry, there's no trade. Uh, I don't trade. like Stockton and Nash ahead of Jason Kidd. I'm just taking position. Pause. I don't like that. I don't like that. Stockton ahead of who? Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. 
Stockton and Nash ahead of Jason Kidd? I don't know about Nash, but Stockton is. Think so? Okay, Hell that's yeah. fair. That's fair. I ain't gonna argue it. I'm just saying I don't know if I, I don't know if I care for it. Go ahead, Sam. You don't put two time league MVP Nash ahead of either one of those guys? Neither one of those guys won a league MVP. You speaking of Stockton? Kid won a ring though in eleven, didn't he? Was he on that yeah. team? Yeah. He was on that yeah, team. He was on that yeah. team. He took starter. two. He took two Nets teams to the finals, right? He lost to the Spurs and Lakers. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking at that, how many times did Stockton play in the finals? I want to say twice, right? Was that it? I wanted to say three, maybe. No, yeah, it, was right. it was twice. It was twice. and they and they lost to Michael Jordan. So Pat, I mean, come, they got to give him some points I, for I, that. In another one, you said I. I don't know, man. I kind of disagree with you on Tim and Larry Bird. I. I don't think Tim's not a hair to Larry Bird. No. <laughs> You see, you got a straight face. I don't think he's ahead of Larry Bird. Do you, Sam? No. He's not ahead of Larry Bird. Tim would tell you that. Shaq shouldn't be ahead of Akeem. Shaq should not be ahead of Akeem Olajuwon. I love Shaq, but I would have Akeem Olajuwon ahead of Shaq. Shaq, Shaq is at 10. Akeem is at 12. I would... I would have, I would flip flop those. I know Shaq was dominant, but Akeem was a different animal. I would have Akeem ahead of Shaq. So this is uh, whose list is this again? The the worst list, the worst list okay. makers of all time. All right, yeah. Okay. So like, let's keep in mind yeah. who. Let's keep in mind the source is ESPN. I guess this is where my this is where these kind of lists just absolutely drive me insane because the criteria seems to change with each with each ranking that with each listing that's released. So like. Shaq definitely achieved more in his career than Hakeem. So if we're talking about achievements, then Shaq's got to be ahead of him. But if we're talking about just raw basketball, basketball right. ability, it's then Hakeem's got to be ahead of him. So I mean, so I what's the criteria? Exactly. Yeah, and that's why it feels like the criteria is always just built or always just created out of thin air to throw these lists together when it it, it just just to create these arguments right here. Yeah, they it worked. It uh, works. It worked. I think and they that, had Mike one, they had LeBron two, Kareem three, and there's some Kareem people that feel like, yo, Kareem, when you really, when you really look look at it top to bottom, Kareem could be the goat. He would have scored just as many points, if not more, in the modern in the modern league now. So I mean, his numbers hold up. Big men always get screwed on these lists. Like I don't ever remember a big man being number one. Who's four? Bill Russell. Where does Magic come in? Five. Right behind Bill Russell. That yeah. top five is is pretty much on point. I mean, you can shuffle a couple people around if you want to. Some people feel Kareem. I mean, but that top five is pretty much. Legit. I wouldn't have Allen Iverson ahead of Isaiah Thomas. No, I wouldn't either. I I'd agree have Allen ahead of Magic, though. You have what? I'd have Bird ahead of Magic. I don't know what? about that one. What? You know what? See, this list is working. We got to finish this. We got to go to the break. Sam just came and stepped on. Sam just came and stepped on the Jordans on the step. What? You just stepped on my fours, my cement fours. (laughs) We'll be back. Back here on the Sports Grind, 
Broadcasting here for the Routers Car Club Studios. This next segment is going to be presented by GT Bets. Game time. Get in the game. Make sure you know they're still matching your refer, uh, matching your deposit up to 150%. Deposit 50, you get 100 in the count. Don't forget to choose your favorite team as well. You get that free half a point, you know, no matter who that team is. You know, basketball's right around the court. We in college swing as well. Um, also, here pretty soon, they're going to be doing a special, real, a real good special, five days of Christmas. You'll be hearing more about that as we get ready to uh, introduce St. Nick down the tree. So GT Bets has Saint some good Nick things down the tree. Yeah, for you. So that's GT Bets, official sponsor uh-huh. of the Sports Grind. Don't forget to use the referral in the referral box. You use the word grind to make sure you get the match on the deposit. Um, uh, look, I, mm-hmm. look, Sam, I know, you know, you got you got to work to do four to seven. But you can't come on the airwaves and say Bird is ahead of Magic without – you give me the abbreviated version, but you got to explain why you have Bird ahead of Magic. Abbreviated version, uh, steals and defense are pretty much a wash in, in my opinion. Yes, they neither one. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So as long as yes. so we're good there. We're good there. Uh, Bird averaged, I think, five more points per game over the careers. Okay. He had three more rebounds and only four less assists than mm. Magic. He was a first – or not first. He was a back-to-back-to-back MVP. Only, God, Wilt and – one other big man did that. Oh, Bill Russell. Those are the only people that had done it before. Hmm. Bird did it at that point. I, I just, without having the experience of growing up, obviously, in that area or era, watching it live, just from going back and watching, you know, all the old, yeah. as much old tape as I can get my hands on, I, I just think if I was building a team right now, I think Bird would be the one I take ahead. Let me ask you this, Sam. Not, hey, you make you make strong case. What's let, up? Let me ask you this, Sam. I think we're Who splitting do you... the smallest of hairs here? To be of honest. course, yeah. no. I mean, but, it's not a but, wide margin either way. Go ahead. But let me ask you this, Sam. Who who work with the most in their career? Talent arise around him. Magic, Magic or Bird? Magic. I mean, yeah. It's it, they, again. Okay. I think we're also still talking about like both these guys played with multiple Hall of Famers right. at in their primes at at multiple stages of their career. Right. Okay. So, I mean, well, the, the backup cast is pretty much a push to me. Right through their – I was fortunate enough to remember and, and see them probably about in their last three, no four few, years yeah, of their prime. Not, yeah. So I'm old enough to remember that. And, um, you know, that's why, you know, I don't know – for everything he accomplished the game and the late show and the titles and the whole plate center and five positions, I don't know if I would agree with you, oh, Bird, over Magic. I'm not going to totally kill you for it because you did a good job of explaining why. Uh, but that's kind of why I'm, you know, me not even knowing those stats you gave off the top of the head. That's the reason why I'm not, I, I'm not, I love Tim, man. Um, you know, shout you out to Blackjack Speed Shop. You know, hometown, this is where I'm born and raised, but I, I can't put Tim. I mean, that would be hometown bias, I think, to put Tim ahead of Bird. I, 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 I just think so. Go ahead, Sam. I, well, just talking about Bird and Magic, I think I definitely agree that Magic did more to revolutionize the league. I mean, a six foot nine point guard right. completely yes. changed perceptions of what that position can be. Whereas Bird was, I mean, Bird, Bird retired the best small forward that ever played the game up until that point. 
and probably still is the second best behind LeBron at this point. Right. And Magic retired as the best point guard to ever play at that point. So, I mean, it's again, it's it's so hard to do these rankings because you're comparing across positions. Mm-hmm. These guys at least are the same era, so you can match the stats up like that. But, I mean, most of these rankings are just so the, – the, I don't see how you really make a good argument either way that that sways the the person that thinks the other side is right. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, right. Yeah, it's not. It's yeah. no. There's no way to do that nah, in a two hour show. I think without a doubt, Tim's the best power forward to ever play the game. No I question. Mean, he, no he, question. Yeah, That's he, not up he for surpassed debate. Surpassed Kevin McHale, Bird's teammate, but putting him ahead of Bird. No, I don't know about that. I just don't know. I, I we're gonna we're gonna agree to disagree because I think Brudy, like you gotta think again. Like I said, I th- th- you're, we're around the same age, so I just. But at the end of the day, I grew up with you, and I knew like in the '80s and the mid '80s, like you. I don't know if you were glued, like really into. Watching, no, I wasn't sitting there. I was watching Telemundo. Yeah, I was watching yeah. soccer. I've always been a, a homebody. I've always had but, the team. I, I'm, that's what I just don't think you remember. Because I think when you no, looked at me with the I, Tim thing, I think it was obviously fresh. I know. On the I'm, mind I'm, as I'm, I'm a basketball story. I've done my YouTube research. I know what Bird did, but I think I think we forget that Tony and Manu aren't Tony and Manu without Tony One. Like Kevin McHale would have been Kevin McHale. Dennis Johnson would have been Dennis Johnson. Like Dennis Johnson won a championship with the Seattle Supersonics before he got with Bird. Kevin McHale was a monster regardless. Don't get me wrong. Manu and Tony can play. They're they're both going to be Hall of Famers. But uh, like the argument I always make, if you switched, if you put Manu with the Mavericks and you put Dirk with the Spurs, Dirk has Manu's career minus the gold medal. So I'm I'm saying like Tim made people Hall of Famers. Bird played with guys that were Hall of Famers no matter where they played. But also you're going to sit there and say Tony was already a Hall of Famer. Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili are going to both go in the top five or top six all international players of all time, though, too. Top four, top three. There you go. I mean, so Tim played with top three of the best international players of all time, even though we know that's Tim Duncan and doing that. I just, I mean, there's a lot of things. Bird, I've seen a guy, you know, Tim early in his years, I keep saying, I mean, we're, I don't know, like Slam said about the criteria of the list, but, you know, uh, I've always said Tim uh, has had that killer instinct in him. Bird did too. But I think early on and, you know, going on with this is that Tim – you know, one of the things in his early careers, even in the postseason type of deal until he got to go, free throws was always the issue with Tim under pressure in certain situations early on during these championship runs. Bird was, I mean, come on, man, in the garden. I mean, it, it was it was it was automatic in pressure situations. And not only that, I would give the edge to Bird because he did it as a minority in a sport coming in, but basically as a Caucasian, as a white man coming into the NBA and doing what he was doing, he did it as a, he had that against him. I mean, he had that. He had that up against him in the wall too, as well. Coming out of Indiana, the whole thing of magic. So, I loved him. He's the greatest power forward of all time. Uh, but you're not putting him ahead of Larry. Not Larry not putting him ahead of Larry because I think that's homerism. I think that's everybody. I'm the only one down here on radio that would but sit I there mean, and put you, but Tim's Tim resume, behind but Tim's, Bird. But it's not an insult. Tim's resume. Right. Tim has two MVPs. Tim has right. five rings. Tim right. has 15 first team All NBAs. Like he, he's a, a you could you could argue. I mean, well, I don't think you can argue. He was the best player of his era. A lot most people feel like he's the best player of his era. He had to go through Shaq and Kobe to get to where he wanted to go. He had he's beat Shaq and Kobe. He's beat LeBron. He's beat the three. There's three guys in the top ten that Tim had to go through. Three guys in the top ten. Okay, Shaq, 
Kobe, LeBron, all three in the top ten, and he's beaten all of them multiple times. There's something to say about that. When you've gone through three of the guys in the top ten, that's a strong argument. True. That ain't got nothing to do with homerism. That's just black and white facts. Well, no, I, I mean, ain't even know. I ain't even know Tim guy like that. Besides no, us, bear you're not, fans. I'm not talking about you, but, but um, I, I just think that's uh, you know, and 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 Bird did it in Boston in a tougher market. Bird did it in a tougher market. It is what it is. He did yeah. it in a true sports town, tougher market. Like it's just, and again, that's the that's the one thing to me is that he was a minority in his sport. That basically, there's pressures to that. There's pressures right. to that. When we get back, we'll you got to make it quick. We'll get to the phones. We'll get back. You listen to the Sports Grind broadcasting here for the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. Working on a weekend like usual. Way off in the deep end like usual. Swear they passed us. They doing too much. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760. This last segment of the day is going to be presented by Sharpside Sports. Sharpside Sports, make sure you use the promo code SGE1 when you're selecting your promo, uh, when you're selecting your packages. Excuse me. Also, don't forget, uh, got another edition of uh, SGE Premium Picks, Foundation Picks coming out to you this weekend. Looking to bounce back. Make sure you use the promo code. Uh, you'll get 25% off of that when it's SGE1. If you're not Follow me on Instagram. Make sure you follow me at SG Underpicks, um, or you just look me up at Calvin Case as well to and follow me on Instagram. That is Sharp Side Sports official sponsor of the Sports Cry. All right, one quick thing before we oh, get yeah, to Thomas and Don's phone call um, is the we got it from uh, Daryl Legion saying, "What's up, Cal? Everyone stands safe, but why is it when it comes to the topics of best power fours to play the game? Carl Malone's name is never gets mentioned because he didn't win." And I think that's probably kind of what that deal is. On the thing, I mean, unfortunately, he's one of those guys. He is one of the the, best. uh, Nobody's nobody's saying he ain't one of the best. He's just not the best Legion. Uh, What are you talking about? But um, one thing, when Bleach Report put out there that the Miami Heat was on James Harden's uh, short list, Jimmy Butler liked the post. They asked Jimmy, why'd you like the post? Jimmy said in true Jimmy fashion, quote, I like his hairstyle. The beard looks well-nourished. I like the post. So take that for what it's worth. Jimmy mm. Butler liked the post about Harden possibly coming to the heat. Yeah, because he probably looks at what you said. Like we need a little bit more help. All right, let's go to the phones. We'll make it fast. Let's go to Thomas. Thomas, you're on the sports crowd here on Ticket 760. What's up, Thomas? How you guys doing? All right. Great. Hey, I just wanted to touch real quick on that subject you guys were talking about with Larry Bird. Tell me you cracked me up, man, when you when you made the comment how he Larry Bird was a minority when Yeah. All the guys, no, no, I know what you get, but he was just going and it's just all the all the guys were always all hanging all over him and I remember this one game with the seventy sixers with Doctor J and Barkley and those guys they got in a fight. And Barkley comes behind and then holds them and you can see how how Doctor J was going I know. Yeah, I know what clip you're talking about. Thanks for the phone call, uh, Thomas. Yeah, I know. I've seen that clip a lot. Let's keep it going. Let's go to Don. Don, you're on the sports ground here on Ticket Seven Sixty. What's up, Don? G man minus one. How y'all swinging? What up, man? How you been? Man, we've been finer than a tick on a long hair sheepdog. I'm telling you. Look here, Calvin. Yes, sir. The resident AFC West guy. 
do you think the Dolphins got a chance at beating KC? Because I'm telling you right now, at least for me, I think they can beat them. I truly think the Fins can mm. beat KC this weekend. And I'm going to tell you, and this, just, just hear me out for just a second. Two things that KC don't do well. One, they don't have a good rushing defense. They give up 4.7 yards of carry. You got to exploit that. That's one. Number two, you cannot sit in a zone and allow Patrick Mahomes to tear you apart with no pressure. So to me, Miami got the corners in the secondary. You're going to have to take those chances. You're going to have to take those chances and play some good bump and run. And I mean, jack dog on Tyree uh, Hill up on the line of scrimmage. Don't give him a free five-yard cushion to sit up here and run. Jack his tail up immediately on the line <laughs> and have somebody have the safety over the top and then let Xavier and Howard and allow – uh, my well, man, let me uh, let me just answer your question. First of all, I know one AFC team that can beat Miami. That's in the AFC West. That's Denver. But that's uh, that's even a blind squirrel that, can get a nut every now and then. Wow! <laughs> so I had to just get that in. But yeah, thanks for phone call, Don. To answer your question. Um, that's one that I'm interested to see. Uh, you know, right now I know that they're getting um, they're getting a touchdown um, favorite over Kansas City. Yeah, I think I think they this is going to be interesting. I don't know. To answer your question, they could beat them. It just comes down to the maturity because you do have to be a mature team, and you know you got to have guys in mature situations to be able to defeat uh, the Chiefs. Um, you know, I I think one thing about it, I think the Chiefs radar will be a little bit up. For Miami, based off the fact that they feel like they came out a little flat against Denver, um, you know that was one of those tough scheduling spots. You're playing a team that's under 500, so uh, but no, that'll be interesting. I think it helps that it's in South Beach, out in Miami. Uh, you know that'll help them even more. But no, that's a very interesting game. But I think it comes down to maturity wise, Don. Are they mature enough to take that step to be able to beat them? Because you really need to be focused to beat all four quarters to Denver handle Patrick Miami. and that. Yeah, that's the game that they decide, which I don't know why, but they decide they bench. Well, they took two out. Two was taking a beat in that game. That's right. Took about six, seven sacks. That was one of those I think you might have wanted them to finish because that's adversity he's going to go through. But no, that. But he's not going to face a Vic defense every week. So I think he's going to be all right. But yeah, that's but that's the thing. I think I don't know if this is the year that they play because who else in the AFC West has Miami played? I don't know. Maybe it's just Kansas City and them. I'm not sure. Uh, but, yeah, that's definitely an interesting game uh, this weekend. Tonight, so who do you have tonight? Is the Patriots, you think the Patriots get it done or what? I'm going to go with the Rams. I'm going to yeah. go with the Rams. I like what yeah. the Patriots have been doing. You know, I love me some Superman Cam Newton. But, you know, I'm still pretty high on the Rams. I think that's still a really good football team. I don't know if they have enough. Hmm. I don't think the Patriots have enough for the Rams. Okay. Who you got? I would probably lean toward the Rams as well, too. I think it should be a good game. I definitely think if the Patriots win this one, it's going to be the talk uh, tomorrow going uh, forward. The Patriots will definitely be on people's lips going into the weekend and everything if they're able to upset the Rams. Special thanks to producers of the show, Rudy J, myself, Hello. Calvin, Sam, Finn, the one or two, San Antonio, Corpus, Laredo, Austin, Del Rio, people in Tyler, people in the Shot City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning, for it to snooze button before you're out the rack, just ask yourself. You grind in peace. See you on
Get running this fall at Dunkin' with $2 medium iced coffees from 2 to 6 p.m. Try any of Dunkin's delicious iced coffee, like their signature original blend. Or treat yourself to mocha, caramel, or the fall favorite, pumpkin. Always freshly brewed, made just the way you like it. Make time for happy hour and enjoy a $2 medium iced coffee from 2 to 6 p.m. Washington, D.C. runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply.